everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. Everybody, it's Kath, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you? Well, Matt, it's um, a returning guest this week. Yes, it is. And one of her favorites. I remember how much we enjoyed having him uh, as a guest the first time. Oh, yeah, he has uh, lots of great stories and, uh, you know, has met a lot of uh, and worked with a lot of pretty interesting people. I mean, really, if we didn't enjoy him, we wouldn't be having him back <laughs> probably for yeah, a second time. that is probably a good, uh, a good, uh, yeah. <laughs> Safe bet there, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, uh, one of the things I really liked about him is he's so interesting. Like, he's had so many um, different experiences with um, musicians, and he was a chef. You know, I mean, he's just had, like, a lot of, a full life, I I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's uh, certainly, like I was saying, he's certainly come in contact with a lot of pretty cool people and uh you know he was uh in a lot of interesting situations that he took advantage of i would say yes i mean he is a go-getter you know he's just like sees the moment like opportunity knocks once he's that kind of person right for sure and and i like that you know like um i like that in a person that they just like won't take no for an answer just go go get it yeah like remember uh i think it was was it richie havens that you know he knocked on his door like all night yeah <laughs> yeah it was like two o'clock in the morning he was banging on yeah. his door trying to get him to listen to his music or something yeah and he, you know it worked out so um it's just amazing, and and I've always felt like, you know, persistence is a very important quality, um, in, in most things, not even just in entertainment. So, uh, he's just fascinating, and he's he's very relatable too. I like that about him. Yeah, um, definitely one of our, you know, one of my more. I don't know, he's kind of inspirational in a way. I mean, he's just done a lot of things, and he just doesn't take no for an answer, as you were saying, and, uh, you know, I I just find him really, really interesting. Well, I, I know that he's had, um, you know, in addition to his career that he's had in songwriting and music, he's now added acting to that. So I'm really curious to, to hear about how that came to be. Um, and also, you know, how he's liking that. Yeah, uh, definitely some good opportunities for him. And, uh, you know, he's certainly making the best of them. 
And it, it really, I, I guess, I mean, it wasn't really planned, but it, it seems like, you know, if we say it was planned, it would be pretty genius. But, um, you know, he was very close uh, with Ronnie Van Zant and um, many members of Leonard Skinnerd, And we just had Artemis Pyle on as our guest. So, um, and this also being, you know, the 45th anniversary of the plane crash, um, he, uh, I, I would just like to, you know, know how he, um, if there's something special he does to remember them on that day or, you know, just his thoughts 45 years later. Right. Yeah. I know he was, uh, you know, his friends with Ronnie, as he said, and, um, He's, I think he's got a new video out with, uh, oh, who's the other one? I keep yeah, re- Gary Ross. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> I yeah, always forget he, his name. Yeah, he, so, and and so he's the other um, surviving member from the plane crash. Um, right. Gary is, so, uh, it's, you know, it's just really interesting how that part of the story is continuing this week, um. And I remember seeing a photo of Ronnie holding Jack's daughter, um, you know, when she was a little girl. So um, they were very close. And, uh, you know, I know that um, that he stays in touch with Gary Rossington and, you know, probably some other members of the band. But um, he's just just I, I can't wait to hear everything that's going on with him he's got new projects and new career changes and you know just so much um and he has taken a little trip across the pond oh, that's right yeah we saw a picture of him with uh roger daltrey who he's known for many years but i guess he hasn't seen him in quite a while um but they were able to uh, get together when Jack and his family went to England. Yeah, so we're going to get to uh, ask a little bit about that. And, uh, you know, we also know that uh, he went to a concert that we also went to. Yeah, we saw him, we saw him on different nights. But, um, you know, he went to the Eagles to see the Eagles for the first time. I think he said, and, uh, you know, it, it was interesting to hear his, uh, thoughts about that. Um, yeah, there's just, I mean, there's going to be so much to talk to him about. So I think, you know, I think we should get right into this interview and, uh, say hi to our friend Jack. All right. Sounds good. Here we go. Hey, Jack Williams, I don't even feel like I need to, like, introduce you or anything. It's just like, welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a long time. How long has it been? Oh, my goodness, a year at least, I think. Um, okay, yeah. When, when, when I was around the time Kevin was playing up in Knoxville or something, uh, the, you came to uh, Corbin um, because Kevin Costner and his band were performing there. And we had interviewed you um, a little bit before that. 
So. Oh, I was supposed to meet you guys there. That's right. I was supposed to, I was yes. to meet you guys there and then, you got sick. Then COVID happened. And right. So we, <laughs> yeah. 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 I had it. I got it. Um, um, two weeks ago it, and I've, I've never had it. And, um, it, I was in the studio working on a, on a Friday afternoon, I guess it was in um, about three o'clock in the afternoon. And suddenly I just felt like something had slapped me over to, with a paddle. And I just thought it was my, I thought maybe it was allergies. And I got up and I took some Sudafed and it seemed to help for about an hour. And I went to bed, woke up in the middle of the night with 102 fever and I went down hard for a week. It's, um, it's a really strange thing to have. It affects people so differently and. Yep. I'm glad that uh, you're able to be with us uh, today. So when we talked to you last hey, time. Kat, hang on a yeah. second. You're, you're gargling pretty bad. Oh, okay. Let's see. What can we do, Matt? What can we do? Uh, sometimes it's just a connection on the phone. So. Um, you mm. sound good, but she's gargling. Yeah. Sometimes. I wonder, it's probably going to. That's better. That's better. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. I'll try to stay right here. And I'm... <laughs> okay. So um, last time that we uh, interviewed you, you had just uh, released, I believe, um, your album that um, had many songs on it. One about your father and you were um, making a video for that. And um, so, how did that turn out? Let's start with that one, with that video. That was uh, Beat Me Again, yeah. Um, w. Earl Brown, the actor, and also my co-writer on it, he came to town and he produced that video. And um, it was just, a, it was, it was a, a moment. It really was because it was the first time that I have ever been in front of a camera a movie camera, so to speak, um, for real. And um, of course, we did Wonderful World. Adam did Wonderful World, but I I looked at that at, at that as uh, at a um, I don't know. I just looked at that. I didn't look at it. It came out great. Wonderful World came out awesome. I love Wonderful World video, but it wasn't like big. I didn't have like W. Earl Brown or or part of Kevin's team or anything like that. So it was this time I had a you know a huge a huge successful actor and director and and he um he showed me how i that i mean i was that i was good in front of a camera and how to get to the places that i needed to get to to make that video happen I, because it was about me talking to my father at the, at the graveyard and and um and telling him that he was never going to beat me again um from my abusive days and earl took me and and he, I mean, because I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't getting there to that thing I needed to get to. And then he gave me a couple hints and, and it worked. And then, and out of that came this, which is just the reason I'm telling the story is because it leads to what's going on in my life now. And Earl said to me then, he said, he said, one day, he said, somebody's going to put you in front of a camera for real. And he said, I'm telling you, he said, you, 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 and You've got it, Jack. You need to think about that. And so fast forward, 
we did the we did the, one of Kevin's uh, closest friends and director Mark Gillard, and also the producer, one of the producers on his new movie Horizon. He came and had me come out to California, and we shot one more day video. And again, I was in front of the camera and just doing what I was to be told. So all that stuff was leading up to um, a new direction. And that's what the Beat Me Again video, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it really ever got to see the light of day. I don't know what happened. I mean, it was such a beautiful piece of work, but I don't know um, what happened there. I guess I didn't have the right kind of uh, team or, or I just, or it just, I don't know. It just never saw, which is good though, which is good. I, I look at that as like, you know, just because it didn't see the light of day then doesn't mean that down the road here a little bit, if I want to pull it back out and show it to the world, I can, you know, when I have a different um, platform. So, you know, it was really meaningful to me. I was going to ask like on a personal level, um, how it felt, um, I, I know singing it and, you know, that part of it, I'm sure you've got a lot of feelings out. Um, but I, I imagine the video was also another, uh, like, really uh, emotional feeling. It was. It was. It screwed me up all night long after we did it. I mean, because I had to go. I hadn't been there in you know, you know, I hadn't been there for 30 years, probably 40 years. I mean, I hadn't been to that place where I even, I even, okay, well, maybe there's been times in my life when I've had a little bit too much to drink or something, and I've <laughs> sort of drifted back there and got a little bit of an attitude, and I, and I can blame the attitude on that or something like that, but I've really never gone back there, and he had me, he made me go back there. He made me. I mean, I had to go. I had to go back there, and I had to be there, and sing that song in front of them. It was just me and the camera. Well, Brandy, Brandy standing next to me, and luckily, um, she had had some issues in her life, so she was able. We were able to sing that song together. But no, it was pretty hard because I went in the. I got into that character, and, and then when it was all done, it ended about six o'clock in the evening, and we all said our goodbyes and. The rest of the night, I was in the most horrible mood. I mean, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake the, I couldn't shake the cloud. I couldn't shake anything. It just, but you know, I, I learned something about that. I mean, I learned uh, I learned a lot about how people get into um, get into um, certain characters. They have to go. They have to find it. And they have to find it themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so did you kind of uh, like have an instant love for um, the camera and filming? Was there something about that that intrigued you? Yeah, I mean, well, I've always wanted to do it my whole life. I've always wanted to be, I always have wanted to be an actor and I've always wanted to be in front of the camera, but I've never done it because um, I did have the opportunity back in the, Back in the early 80s, I was working with somebody that I was working with an agent. Um, I had a good friend back then. I don't, you probably remember his commercials, uh, Jim Varney. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Vern? I well, did. him and I were like brothers. We were really close friends. And, um, and his agent, 
Betty, um, she was responsible for his success. We were all good friends. We would go down to Florida every weekend or every other weekend, and we had this little motel in Panama City, and Jim and I would go shark fishing, and she'd eat oysters. And we, Anyway, it came up <laughs> time when she said, why don't you leave me to take some pictures of you? And she did. And, um, and so I found myself at a crossroads then. Well, do I go this direction or I continue songwriting? And I just felt like I needed to continue songwriting because – when I first started in this business, I, I, I had Richie Havens was my mentor. We've talked about Richie before. Yeah. And one of the things that Richie, when I first met Richie, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but when I first met Richie, I mean, I was like, well, I want to be a songwriter. I want to be a producer. I want to be a, I want to be a, um, I want to be a singer. I want to be, a, I want to be an artist. I want to be an actor. I want to be this. I want to be this. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, here's how you do it. You 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 find what you're best at right now, and you go be successful at that first. And then when you become successful, that you when you figure that you've you you've made a, a you know you've got to where you feel like you've really got a good hold on that. Then go to the next thing that you want to do, and just keep doing it like that. Don't and say well, so I stay with songwriting and. And it wasn't until now. I mean, it's just, it's really weird because after the, uh, you asked me if I had a love for it. I've always had a love for it, but I just never done anything about it. And then, um, well, um, as we get further, then I'll tell you what happened just like a month ago. And that that's what everything changed. I had life changing experience and everything became, everything has become real and, and like, new reel so yeah i mean i always wanted to do that but that video the beat me again video it was because of earl something he said he saw in me and that that kind of made me just go okay well um i'll keep this in the back of my mind it seems interesting that it would happen uh in that particular video um with your dad because i know you spoke before about how he was not supportive or encouraging of you um so for you know other good things to come from that video that seems uh, a very interesting aspect of i think well that's a great that's a good that's really good i never thought of that i mean i've never thought about that about the video but you know you're probably right it's almost like the video has spawned so many things even though it hasn't been a big video, it has spawned so many things off of it. So if somebody was to say to me, um, if, if, you know, if, if by the end of the year or by next year, I happen to be doing something and I've, and I've gotten uh, a little tiny bit of success in film and somebody goes, how did this all start? I think I could probably point back to that video and go, I believe it started there, you know. And, um, and then again, like you say, that's almost like giving the dad the bird. You know, like, check this out. See there? Look at that. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what first went through my mind as I was hearing this. So um, we definitely want to get to the new projects and the new movie and all the things that this video has led to. But Cat, uh, um, before you do that, uh, Jack, um, can you tell us a little bit about Brandy? Because she was, uh, I mean, she's a great singer. Well, Brandy Zidane is a great, great artist. I mean, she's, I met Brandy Zidane, I don't, oh gosh, um, 
when I started working with Teddy Morgan, who's uh, a Kevin's lead guitar player, when we started working together um, eight years ago, whenever it was, and, mm-hmm. and Teddy's also a producer. Not only does he produce Kevin, but he, he produces uh, various people. And Brandy just happened to be, he was just sitting around telling me, well, I'm, I'm producing this new, not new, this this girl Brandy Zidane, she's like a, a phenomenon. She's just like a, a great rock and roll guitar player and a great singer. So we wrote, um, we wrote a song with her that that's on my oh, it's on my homepage. If you go to my website and go right to my and open up my homepage, there's a song on there that says "Runaway." We and that's Brandy singing that, and we and Teddy produced it on her, and it went on her record, and we just all became you know we became really good friends, and so when it came time to do this, um, when it came time to record the song. Mm-hmm. I said, to, I said to Adam, I said, I think this should be a, this needs to be a duet. And I said, because it's about child abuse. Yeah. And I said, and it not that we boys don't own the world on child abuse. The girls get it just as bad as us. And I said, and I think, I think we need to have a girl singing that second verse. And, um, so I called her first, and she was in, and she said, let's do it. So that's how that happened. And, and so then when it came time for the video, it was like, wow, we got to have Brandy do the video, too. We can't <laughs> go get another singer to stand there. I yeah. mean, she's got to sing that part. So, yeah, she's great. I mean, she's got a new album out. Um, she's been around quite a while. She took a little time off to have a baby, but she's back at it. Yeah, she was she was awesome in the video. A great singer, and you know, it was a great video. Um, you know, sort of sad and whatever, but uh, you know, the well, sub. Said, what what happened with that video? I'll tell you exactly what Earl told me because I don't care. I mean, it's, uh, it, it was like we're standing there, and we'd gone through it. Well, I was like, do what? Do I have? Do I do I wear a guitar? Do I not wear a guitar? Do I do this? Do I do that? Right. Earl finally said. Take the guitar. Let's have no guitar, okay? Just sing it. Uh, well, we went through two or three times, and I mean, I was singing it. Don't get me wrong, but I just it wasn't. And he was going, man, I need. And then finally, he said, let's take five. And he said, took five. And he said, let's go. We did it at the cemetery. Let's go for a little walk. And so we went for a little walk, and we went for a little walk. And he said, uh, you know, um, David Lynch was his one of his favorite directors i guess they had a lot to do with um with deadwood and all that right. stuff and, and earl said he gave me a piece of advice a long time ago that i've never ever forgotten he said and i think this is time to pass it on to you and i went okay he said i know i'll, I'll tell you how to get where you need to get for this and i went what and he went just remember how he smelled remember what he smelled like and he went remember like i mean did he have beer on his breath alcohol did he have sweat did he have a, a aftershave lotion that you can immediately go whoa i remember that yeah right. when he was doing this to you just remember how he smelled and i went right there i could remember the menin after shave lotion that he used all the time and he always had a bit of a, a body odor about him he didn't drink so there was no alcohol on his breath but i could remember that right. i could remember that sweat in that minute and then as soon as i did that i was right there I was right there, and I went, whoa, man, and it just took me right down in that hole. Mm. And once I was down in the hole, then it was no problem. Then it was like, okay, I could almost feel it. You know, yeah. I could almost feel the, 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 the snaps on my back. So 
Right. You know, it was like it was pretty. It was pretty great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Kat, what what were you gonna say? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt uh, you. Yeah, I was just gonna say before we get into those projects. Um, you know, I uh, saw that you had attended the Eagles concert. Um, oh God. And um, that was quite incredible, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, Eagles have been my favorite group for all my life, and um, at least one of them. And Don Henley <laughs> is definitely my all-time favorite songwriter. And and oh, so I love him. And so when we went, I mean, I went ahead and splurged and said, "Look, we're gonna if we're gonna do this, let's do this." And I got us the best tickets I could that we could afford, and and and. It was you saw them, so I mean I don't have to re 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 regroup the show, but it was amazing. It was it was just astounding. I mean I've seen some pretty big shows in my life, big big shows, and and some that I'll never forget. But this was this one that they did this time. It was because of age, because of how old they are, because of how old Don is, and because of um, the amount of years. Because the night that they played here, he said. Um, in two days, um, we will be, uh, have, we will, um, in two days, such and such a date, we will have been together as a band for 50 years. And um, I want to thank you all for coming, to, uh, buying our records and keeping us alive for 50 years. And then he went, and well, I thought it was so cute. He went, so we're going to take a little break. This was after he did Hotel California and, he, and he, the album. And then he said, we're going to take a little break, 20 minutes, he said, so everybody can go pee. And he <laughs> says, and then we're going to come back and play everything we know. And damn it, if he didn't. I mean, if he didn't, he played every single song that I could ever. And the audience sang along with every single song. It was like a bunch of kids. I mean, there was people every of all age brackets, but it was just like this big, giant sing-along for two and a half hours. And it was, I mean, you walked out of there and you were on, I think, I think Kathy and I were, I think we were on cloud nine for three or four days after that. Just, man, wasn't that, God, wasn't that, you know, wow, yeah. wow. You know, it was like such an awesome, and when you can walk out of a show like that, and after seeing the amount of shows I've seen in my lifetime, they're just incredible, you know? It just was a moving, it was a, it was awesome. Did you like Vince Gill? Of course I like Vince Gill. I mean, <laughs> I'm a Vince Gill fan from way back. I've been, been a Vince Gill's fan since he was in Pure Prairie League. No, I, I, I mean, thought he fit in so well um, in that concert. What was so funny about it here, though, was the, uh, um, where'd you see him at? Did you see him in Tennessee? Uh, Louisville. Okay, you saw him in Kentucky. Well, here, when they, when they did it here, um, Don went, well, we'd like to... Um, we we have a we have a one of your family here, and the crowd went nuts. And he went, and you know we know he's hometown boy, and so we're going to go ahead and let him have it for the next few minutes. And I want to I want y'all to give a warm welcome to your 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 brother. Um, and the crowd kept going. They didn't. I mean, five minutes they roared until Don. I mean, and 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 you could see that Vince was just getting a little bit you know, overwhelmed by it. And then Don came up to the microphone and he said, all right, I think you're scaring him. 
and, and they, she, they had, a, he had to calm them, had the crowd because the Nashville crowd just went, they roared about him. It was just like, yeah, and he was, yeah, he's great. He's a, definitely a great part of that band. Yeah, in, yeah. in Kentucky, I think he got the largest ovation of the evening as well. Yeah, I mean, and Stewart, I mean, he's amazing too. You know, they're all great. I mean, um, yeah, it was a great, great, great concert. Watching uh, Vince Gill and Joe Walsh trade licks on one of the songs they were playing. It was, I think it was a Joe Walsh song. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, they were having a good time. They really were. Yeah. They really were having, you could see they were having a lot of fun. You also could see it was paced, too. You know, you could see Don Henley, you know, he paced that night. I mean, when the hard drums came along, he had a young drummer playing it, but when the when it was stuff that could keep going, you know, they were very smart. They, they, they worked smart. They sang smart. I mean, that's why they could do those shows, you know, because they play it smart. Right. Um, and hearing the whole hotel California album played by them was pretty incredible. It was, it was, <laughs> I like that whole thing where that lady came out yes. and put the record on and then came back out and flipped it over. It was yeah. like, and they started, <laughs> started, that was like, it just, I mean, I still get chills when I think about when she first, when they, when he first walked out and slowly put the record on and put the needle and it watched it. And when they put, as soon as the needle went on the record and it went one, two and boom, they started Hotel California. It was like. The timing was so perfect. It, yeah. it like ran chills up everybody's <laughs> spine. You know, just they were just really perfect. You know, it, it, it was great. And then the orchestra—that was that was really cool. Yeah. Well, uh, and Matt and I did not get to see um, someone that you got to visit. Um, so tell us about your trip across the pond and. Um, visiting well, Roger. Um, Roger Dalton and Pete Townsend, um, they they were the very first people that ever put me on a contract, a real gave me a real songwriter's contract back in '76 or whenever it was, and and um, uh, '75, '76, and and their and Roger's right hand man Doug Clark and I have been best friends for all those years. We've never we've never stopped being close friends. Every time I go to England, I spend time with him. And when he comes here, he spends time with me. And so when I was going to go over there, we were going to take TJ for his vacation, for his graduation vacation. We we're taking him to England. Then we we're going to take him to France for a few minutes to go see D-Day, Normandy beaches where D-Day happened. And, and just so happened that Roger was on a, uh, doing a solo tour over there. Um, half of what he had started over here. And so Doug put it together so that Roger and I could reconnect and, and now they're over here, we, he, and then we reconnected, and we talked about a lot of stuff, and now they're over here, and they're, they're on the back half. This whole month of October, they're on the back half. The Who is on the back half of their tour, and I'll probably run out there a couple times and, 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 and see them again. And um, hopefully, um, I know, I think Roger wants to do some kind of a solo album, and hopefully um, I'll be able to help contribute to that. And he really wants to meet Kevin, and Kevin really wants to meet him. So I'm hoping that I can um, I can facilitate that happening. It, it's kind of tough because Kevin's doing a movie and R Roger's on tour with the Who. But we're, we're all going to try to see if we can't make this happen. It would be really cool if we can. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, so, it really would. 
what was it like uh, reconnecting? Is it just do you just pick up like where you left off, or does it? Yeah, it was great. He was telling us telling me about his farm, his trout farm, and telling him talking. He loved he loved talking to TJ, and yeah, it was it was really great. And his shows. I mean, this is the second time I've seen him on tour, um, and his shows is just not unlike who. I mean, it's just him and his band, and it's so. Um, um, What's the word? I'm organic sounding. You know, he's got a he's got a, a accordion. He's got a fiddle player. He's got you know, it's all it's all different. I mean, he did uh, "Won't Get Fooled Again," I think, and he did it with the accordion instead of with a synthesizer, and it was just really cool. It was, uh, hmm. Or Bob O'Reilly, one of the two. I can't yeah. remember which one starts off with that. Oh, that yeah, Bob O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did, and, and yeah, and. Um, but when he when he did, who are you? I mean, he took the house down. Everybody just you could, and it was the sound was so incredible. It was it was like watching CSI with the, with the TV <laughs> cranked way up as loud as you could get it. Roger singing it to you. It was really cool. Hmm. How long how long had it been since you had uh, hung out with him? Oh, since late seventies, about four oh, years. Wow. So it's been quite a few years. Yeah. Well, that's amazing getting to reconnect in that way. And um, so now I think uh, I'd like to really hear about these things that are starting to happen. Um, let's talk about your video. Um, because, well, for two reasons, of course, we want to hear all about that and the making of that. But um, you had another friend, lifetime friend that... Um, play guitar uh in this video of, of one more day yeah gary rosington uh, gary and ricky both played on gary and ricky both played on the on on the album on two songs but gary played on this song um he, he did this one alone and um i just yeah gary and i go back many years way before the plane crash and um we were really good friends way back then um we met I think we met when they were doing Nebworth in uh, UK. Their their famous show where they opened up for the Stones and completely blew the Stones off the stage. And, <laughs> and, and it was just one of those days when it and went down in rock and roll history. But um, so I just um, I called him up and asked him if he'd play on it, and and he said it just so happened at the time it worked out good. They were going to be up here re rehearsing for their tour. And um, and he, him and Ricky would jump over to the studio, and so he did. And so then, and it was awesome. And it was just we had we had five or six people in the room when that happened, and everybody was just like goosebumps. It was amazing to watch him play, and 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 that. And then when we did the video, then of course I had to ask him again. You know, it's all right if um, we had some great footage in the studio and everything, and we can is it all right if we have you in the video with it? And it was like, of course, you know, I mean, why would I play on your record if I didn't tell you I wouldn't do that? You know, <laughs> that's what friends do. And so it was great. It's been a, I mean, that's a piece of, as far as I know, I don't think he's ever played on anything else but Skinner stuff or Rosington Collins band. I don't think he's ever done anything but somebody else. So it's been a, quite a, a, a um, quite a treat. I mean, quite a yeah. big, moment for me well we did that 
we did that out west and um and I, we just had so many cool things happen on that like that dog that's in the video that's gypsy and gypsy gypsy is like a movie dog and and I never met Gypsy before. Everybody thinks it's my dog. My dog Lucy's upset with me because she wasn't <laughs> in the video. But no, her name is Gypsy, and her trainer Britt. Britt, um, the whole time we made that movie, Britt was like hiding in the in the truck, so with with cookies. So the, and I, I, I got to see how they I got to see how they train animals other than horses to do their things in movies, and it was it was awesome. And then the beach scene is that's all part of Kevin's beachfront property that he owns down there um out there wow. that was a real treat too so it was it was awesome that video that video uh um led to a lot of things it was it was just one of those great moments in my life so how did that video all come together like whose idea who put it all mark gillard mark gillard who's kevin's right hand man and he's also but Mark is a uh, was an editor and has been an editor for Steven Spielberg. He did a bunch of Steven Spielberg's movies for the last 15 years, and now he's co-producer on Kevin's new movie Horizon that he's filming right now. And he just um, Kevin Kevin co-wrote the song with me, you know. And so um, Kevin plays it with his band, and um, Mark wanted to do this video, and he wanted to do it as a as a friendship thing, and he wrote, he had that whole story line to come up about getting in a truck and heading out and, and doing what we do. And um, he put that all together. So it was, it was amazing. <clears throat> so did you find yourself again, like uh, enjoying the experience of the video making? Yeah, I did. I was nervous, but I did. Um, because now I was in a different person, a different thing. And I really, I really wanted to do the right you know, I had a bunch of seasoned professionals with Mark on his team. That, you know, I, that's the thing. It, you know, that as as things progress, suddenly you're in a world with, you know, like if you're a a really good guitar player and you've had some pretty good success along the way, and then suddenly you find yourself in the studio with Jeff Beck, you um, <laughs> kind of like, okay, well. I got to show my A game here and I can't, you know, I mean. Yeah, um, Lord, don't let me screw up. <laughs> exactly. So, and so Kevin, um, so I've known about this, yeah, which led to the movie because I've known about this movie for quite a while. Um, most everybody um, that's close to Kevin has known about, he's had this dream to, for this movie called Horizon. And it's an epic story of, uh, it's a it's a like four part movie and kind of like the Hatfield McCoy's kind of thing where it was four, that was three parts is like four parts and it's a story basically of um um trying to um the the trying to begin a town called Horizon and and the trials and tribulations and what it took to do that in 1841 and years onward and what the the trials and tribulations of the pioneers out there and the, and the and how it got going and and so uh it was on that it was on that trip kevin kevin told me that um my wife was there we were in his backyard and i was trying to figure out 
I was trying to figure out how I could nonchalantly say, can I please be an extra in your movie? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, that was it. You know, I've, I've never asked him for anything in my life, but I didn't, I didn't think it would hurt if I asked if I could be an extra, for God's sake. He got like there's thousands and thousands of extras in this movie. So I think, uh, I think uh, a, a cowboy standing up against you know, standing in on a street corner, so I might not. I mean, standing in the woods somewhere, I didn't think that that would be asking too much. But before I could ask that question, he turned around to me and he said, um, I've got a surprise for you. And, and my wife and I are standing right there. And I said, what's that? And he said, I've got a part for you in my in my film. <laughs> and I about fell out. Oh, and wow. He said, and he told me what it was all about, what was going to happen. And he said, and this was like a while back. And, and so I just, oh, and he said, but you, got to keep your mouth shut until it happens. <laughs> I don't want nobody telling nobody. So I didn't. And then about a month ago, I, I got the phone call and he, he had been texting me and asking me to give him this and give me that, give me this, give me that. And suddenly it became real. Suddenly I was having this assistant director call me up and so-and-so was calling me up. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden I was flying out. I was going to be flying out to Utah next Tuesday. And I was going to be out Monday. I was going to be out there all week and I was going to be, you know, do this, and suddenly I'm in this world, in this real world, this big giant set, and and I hadn't even seen him yet. I just I got out there, you know, and I was going through all the, what I was supposed to be doing, meeting so and so, and the first thing I had to do is I had to go out there and got to get on a horse, and I got I had to get on a horse with a wrangler, who has been working in western since the John Wayne days. He was even in a movie with John Wayne, and I was he was showing me what I had to do and blah 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 on a horse, and suddenly you know. And there was Jeff Fahey, one of my favorite actors in the world. There he was, and it was fumble. I'm going, oh, my God. You know, and, and, and it was like one thing. Then suddenly, here comes the day, you know. I mean, I'd show up. And we all showed up, and Kevin just made me feel so – he knew I was scared to death, and 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 I was. I was nervous as heck because, I. number one, I didn't know if I could do it. Number two – I didn't know if I could do it, but I knew I was going to actually try hard. And then number two, I didn't want to let him down in front of everybody. And because um, it was a heavy duty scene. Um, um, so I had to do right. And, uh, and, and through that, Jeff and I, Jeff Bay, even I became friends through that whole week. And, and we've been, um, we've really, we've been, we've written a couple songs together since then now. And we've been, but he, he kind of helped me. He was a Earl for me. He was like, you know, the day of my shoot, the day of my big scene. I mean, I was, he stayed by my side that whole day. And, and then it was, it was like, and this is these people that are on this, this set. <laughs> He's a world-class, I mean, world, world, world-class people that are, um, I mean, the, the stunt director is, been did Mission Impossible movies. Says, Bob, I can go on and on and on. We're talking about major. I mean, we're talking about Kevin Costner directing, written, produced, and acting in this movie. And here I am with all these. You know, it's like being. It's like going out on, and 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 going out with. It's like going and showing up for an Eagles, and and some and and the Eagles going. Hey, man, we want you to play acoustic guitar with us tonight. <laughs> No pressure. Um, and you've got their road crew, everybody, you know. And, and you know you can probably do it, but by God, they're all watching you, you know. And uh, and it was, but, but the moment, um, 
the moment that it happened, when it went action, da, 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 cut. That moment in between action and cut, I had a rush bigger than any rush that I've ever had writing a song, and um, and I knew then that 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 was going to be a life-changing day for me. And and um, and then you know I asked I asked a couple people. I asked Kevin. I asked Jeff. I asked him. I said, you know. What do you think? Is this, you know, should I keep my day job? Or um, do you think that maybe <laughs> um, I don't want to be a movie star or anything by no means, but I was, you know, I, there's, I, I watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of film. I watch a lot of series. And it seems to be an abundance of older guys out there doing stuff. And and um, I just would learn, you know, do you think it would hurt? Heck no, you need to be doing this. You need to, you know, you need to go home and get some writing lessons so your writing's better. And you, you know, maybe take, maybe get some acting lessons just to, just to build up your confidence. But you, you got it, bud. So I came home and looked at my wife and I said, I'm changing careers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> what <laughs> and, did she uh, say? No decision. I mean, I'm still writing songs, of course. I'll never quit writing songs. But now I want to, I want to, I want to, it's a new, and everybody, you know, um, I've had a couple people, a couple close friends say, you know, probably half the world probably thinks you're pretty crazy at your age to go, I'm going to do this now. But, you know, <laughs> um, what the heck? Well, I mean, you're already doing it, you know, like you've already got a role that you win and film. So uh, why not? Yeah, I mean, that's what I said. I said, you know what? He gave me a jumping off point. You know, he... He, he just he, he did a really he, Kevin gave me his jump he gave, well you know he gave me I mean I think you can go and, and say to the next person that you're talking to well I, I just did a film with Kevin Costner directing it and I had pretty good I have a pretty good part in it in fact I'm I'm the last scene in the movie so the last thing anybody's going to see is me and so um, <laughs> and it's a pretty heavy duty scene so um, I think that, um, and, and I've talked with Jeff a lot about it and basically, you know, one, the biggest thing I've got to, to work on hard, as hard as I can, if I'm going to do this, is just my confidence so that, you know, I don't, I don't show up in an audition and fall apart because of my nerves uh -huh. because yeah. I'm not always going to have, I'm not always going to have Kevin or Jeff or somebody by my side whispering in my ear or Earl going, Hey, you can do this. You know, I've got to find that myself. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, if there ever was a life changing, it, it's unbelievable. And I believe in, um, I've always believed in shaman. You know, I, I've, I've always been one of those guys that, you know, I mean, that goes to the, if you're somewhere and then somebody's reading palms, I'll stop and let them do it. And I've always been one of those guys. And I have a person that, that she's out there in uh, Arizona that, um, came recommended to me highly and about a, two months about two months before this happened um we were having she was just looking reading my cards or whatever and she said um she said that in august it really looked the card said that in august i was going to sign a contract that was going to be life-changing she said now i don't know if that means that there's going to be a new publishing if they're going to somebody's going to buy your publishing company and they're going to resign. I don't know what to, I just know you're going to sign a contract. It's going to be life changing. 
well, I had to sign a contract. I had to sign a SAG contract to do this, to do this movie. And that was the contract she was talking about. And, and it was one of those things where I said, man, how, how does she even, you know, <laughs> that was yeah. pretty, one of those, It was the 
yeah, I don't know. That's all I can. The whole thing was exciting. Don't I, mean, I, I don't think I would ever get tired of it. Um, I can see where every time, because you get to play pretend. Yeah. And that's what, um, that's what, that's what, it, that's what, that's what, when it finally came down to it, when it finally came down to just like minutes before it was time for my, my scene, my big scene that I had to do. I had a couple of scenes before this, but this was the big one. And I mean, there was 200 people on set and it was like a circle. It was like a circle around, you know, where this scene was going to take place. And they were all, and like, I was just shattered inside. I mean, it was like, <laughs> you can't imagine how, how it was like trying to tune that out. And I mean, I was thinking all these things of like, God, I was thinking about all, all these movies, like, when even love scenes you know what i mean when you watch two people and you realize that there's 200 people watching them you know <laughs> yeah. do this yeah. and and you gotta and that was the hardest part the hardest part i said to him i said you know what the hardest part i had to do and and he said what this was the next day when we, we were hanging out together the next day before i left i said you know what the hardest thing i found is and kevin said what's that and i said tuning out all that stuff and he went well if anybody ever tells you that they can do it with no problem, they're lying. You know, he said, no one can do that. You know, he said, and when you can't do it, you fake it. And that's called acting, <laughs> you know? And he said, and you did it, Jack. He said, you, you delivered, but it was, but it was, I couldn't shake the, the nerves were going to, they were going to destroy me if I didn't. And I couldn't get rid of the nerves. And finally, Jeff said, I just let me have two minutes with Jeff. Come up and he said, walked up to me and like, when you were a kid, did you play cowboys and Indians or cops and robbers? And I said, yeah, all the time. He said, okay, that's what we're playing. We're playing cowboys and Indians, just you and me. We're the cowboys, and you know, I'm the cowboy, you're the cowboy, and we're just gonna play cowboys and Indians for the next five minutes. He said, so let's go be kids. <laughs> and boom, the nerves went away. Then it was like, okay. He said, it don't matter. They're all there to watch this happen, you know? He said, but only you and I are doing it, you know? And so it was really a great, it was a, it was a cool moment. Yeah, it was a cool week. It was, I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> so when will we be able to um, see this? When is the release? Nobody knows. Nobody knows yet. Okay. Well, it's definitely something to look forward to. I can't wait to watch you can, it. Uh, there's a lot of press on it, though. I mean... There's a lot of press on it. Um, is this a cell phone? Yeah. This is a cell phone? Yeah, you're, you called ca somebody uh, cat cell. Somebody yesterday, I mean, I'm in there, and there's some huge, and there's some huge stars in this, like Sam Worthington, which I, I didn't get to meet Sam Worthington, but um, but yeah, I just sent you a text with, with the newest up-to-date, one of the up-to-date, but if you start following, I mean, there's some, big actors in this thing too and um this is i just sent you a text and then if you just google other stuff every day there's new stuff coming out about it because i they've got um thomas hayden church sam worthington jeff fahey i mean there's a ton of big actors in it um and of course kevin but um it's a pretty big thing and they're going to be filming for quite a while so it's pretty it's it's um it's it's awesome
What What do you got coming up uh, musically? Anything going on? I mean, I know you yeah, got I'm the video. The, yeah, I'm playing the Bluebird, actually. I'm going to play the Bluebird on the 9th of November. Awesome. I, I've never, uh, it's been a long time. I've only played the Bluebird once, and that was as part of an ASCAP deal. But this is my show, and I've got Shelly Fairchild and Dave Gibson, um, Jim Moose Brown, and Jeff Trott. Who um, is has wrote all Cheryl Crow's songs with her and produced her records? It's going to be a pretty big show. Um, that's on November the 9th. and um, then I'm, of course, I always do Frank Brown songwriters, and that's well, uh, Frank Brown is the weekend before down in Pensacola or mm -hmm. Orange Beach. Well, I know. Um... You know, coming up October 20th is the 45th year of the, since the plane crash uh, for Leonard Skinner. And I know that you were very close. Um, do you, um, is, do you play their music that day or is there anything that you do in remembrance? Um, no, no, I might, you know, I probably always just maybe send a, I might send a a teardrop to Gary. I might text him something like that on that day. But I, you know, it's just something that you know, it's a day I take and I think about Ronnie. But you know, it's been forty five years, and but I, I mean, it's a it's a I don't no I don't I don't do that. I just think about him sometimes. But I always rem it's on my calendar every year. I mean, it's uh, it's yeah. right on my calendar the day that Ronnie died. So you know. That's what it says on my calendar. It comes up. Well, it sounds like that, um, you know, you're just beginning, like, to branch out into all kinds of of new uh, projects. And this is an exciting time for you. It feels like it. It really does. I'm excited. I, I, I enjoy. I mean, I, I'm in the studio every day now. Um I'm doing stuff in the studio because I've been writing a, writing some great songs with Jeff and and we've been having fun doing that and I'm just writing and 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 waiting for uh, to see what happens now where where I go to now and and how to uh, how this next phase of my life plays out because I don't know a thing about it you know I don't know I don't know I mean I know people who know people you know I know if I wanted to right now I know if I wanted to take a meeting up with a couple agents i know exactly who to call to, to make that happen but i haven't done that yet because i'm waiting to to um just to talk just to find out i just don't want to make a stupid move and and then somebody call me up and say oh we got an audition for you to do this and then i and because i haven't haven't got my foundation under me i go and fall on my face and then that would not be good so I'd rather I'd rather go feeling like okay I've done this right like I've done with my music and everything else I've always tried to do my homework a little bit. This is a it is a new ball game you know it's it's like if if you've been painting houses all your life and then suddenly you decided to take up being a chef you, you'd have to um, learn the restaurant business pretty quick and at least get a feel for it and at least know you know who the purveyors are and what a waitress does and, and what a, you know, what a, what a, what a, what, you know, what a, what a prep cook does and what a fry cook does so that you don't go in there going, 
okay, uh, everybody just do your jobs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's definitely always a pleasure to have you as a guest, and I can't wait to see uh, the new movie and, uh, you know, just follow along with all these adventures that you're on. Well, I always keep you posted. I love talking to you guys. I love to keep you posted on what's going on. So if something new comes up, I'll let you know. I promise. Great. And we'll definitely have you back anytime. Well, thank you all. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, Jack. Uh, thanks again. And, uh, you know, keep keep doing what you're doing. You're pretty inspirational to uh, some of us out there. Uh, got a lot of cool things happening. And, uh, you know, we wish you the best. Thank you all. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Anytime. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, y'all. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at iwriteplays at outlook.com, or you can write to me at backstorysessions at gmail.com, or matt at level11ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.